0: Todd's vegan.
1: Vegan.
2: It's not really that big of a deal.
1: No kidding. Anyone can be vegan.
2: Welcome to Rambulee Gourmet Rambling. I'm your host, Quasi Joe Blow. This interview I'm going to be doing today is going to be with a friend of mine who's a vegan and his journey towards being a vegan and uh, how he stood, I don't think he was vegan at first, early on in his life, and so he had a lot of other events that caused him to do so. So here we have Marcus, how's it going, man?
3: Good, good, good to be here, appreciate it.
2: So what was your uh, first, uh, like, you know, were you, like, how old were you when you became vegan?
3: Um. So let me just go back. A little bit because the uh, initial part was not really even being vegan. So growing up, I was athletic, Mm -hmm. you know, never had a weight health or issue or anything like that. Yeah. One day, probably about, I don't know, maybe 15, 16 years ago, I was looking at a picture of me holding my oldest son. Mm -hmm. 17 now. I just looked at the picture I was like man who is this dude yeah what have I become you know so I just looked at myself and was like I don't like this well so really my first step into trying to be fit look good feel good all those kinds of
1: things Mm -hmm.
3: was really just like you know what I need to take a cold turkey approach had been thinking about going vegetarian just because I looked up some things I'm not too analytical, but I do like to research and, and know and understand things. hmm So just from a health perspective, I was like, you know, let me just do that. Um, so I just went all in with vegetarian, mostly because that just took away my excuses, not because I really knew what it would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew, hey, chicken sandwiches out, hamburgers out, yeah. fast food gone, cause, you know. But then at that point, I just started looking, reading, researching studying and over the years um moved from vegetarian to vegan and that's probably probably been about nine years and then even since then continuing to move towards mostly raw Mm -hmm. uh, vegan or plant-based really would be probably the more accurate description simply because depending on who you're talking to some people may hear vegan and only think it's because of animals or yeah for ethical reasons and all that kind of stuff which is to me a secondary you know tertiary benefit not my primary driver so i guess plant-based would probably be the more uh, accurate description so if that answers the question so i've been i started on that official journey probably about 15 years ago and then for about the last nine have been i guess officially vegan and then more closely raw over the last maybe five
2: Okay, so then at, with being vegan, you also, you know, you you lift out, you lift a lot of weights. You work oh, yeah. out, you've built yourself up pretty well. So where did that come into play?
3: Um, that was day one because mm-hmm. I knew that, you know, diet and exercise. So I started getting into the gym mm-hmm. day one. Um, so that's, that was kind of a, another, hey, I know what I need to do. I need, I know I need to work out. Mm-hmm. Um so that was kind of a day one thing. But I'd say over the last maybe five years as well, maybe seven, I don't know, um, really started getting into that piece of it more in depth to where now I was like, hey, now I want to get certified in certain things and understand more about physiology and what muscles do what and what exercises do what. Yeah. So not from a bodybuilder perspective, but I want to make sure that I'm doing the right motions and the right movements to um, just make sure that I'm overall – fit strong how muscle health nutrition all work together Mm -hmm. Uh, so I started working out in general yeah again about 15 years ago but that was just going in and doing what I saw other people do yeah started out with
2: so you see because in talking to you you have such like a uh, you don't just like live it you understand it you know down to the science of it down to that so like to amass the amount of information that you have like well, is that like a you have to devote every day to reading and what was that something that you knew before you even got into it because i know you know you went to school and everything so you're a person who have been educated in certain stuff so like were was picking up the education about being a vegan was it hard
3: that's a good question um i guess maybe to even relate it to other things I just had a video just the other day that I did. It was just a quick message. And it's something that I didn't really realize until recently. Or maybe I did, but I didn't really understand how powerful it was. Knowing and learning and research is important. Mm -hmm. But I think the most important thing is not learning, it's unlearning. Mm. So, as complicated or as difficult or as um, you know in depth as it may seem, and being able to fire off questions, well, what's this? Oh, well, that deals with the you know endocrine system and the way it affects your liver. So, yeah. knowing all that stuff certainly is the result of accumulated reading, knowledge, and understanding. But it really wasn't about you know someone feeling like I've got to dig in and become a PhD in this type of thing it really was just me starting by saying, and, and this is the foundation of what I firmly believe not just for food, and, and if we get into often other topics, it applies to really everything, is mm-hmm. let me just act like I know nothing. Mm. So I'm already used to eating A, B, and C. So instead of me trying to learn like, well, what about D, E, and F? Let me learn about those to add on top of I just stepped back and said, well, let me say, let me just find out what A is doing,
1: Mm. good
3: or bad, Um, knowing that everything you take into your mind, everything you take into your body, I mean, you you can even get into the spiritual side of it and say, you know, you couldn't really say, um, you know, let me listen to... One religion, one, two, three, four, five religions. You can't really listen to too many things. Uh, Or let me back up. When you listen to those things, they take effect, Mm -hmm. um, either in your your mind, your body, your spirit. How depending on what you believe in. So knowing that, it really is just proving. Let me see what I'm already eating and drinking, and if I can prove that that's good for me. Then I'll keep doing it, so it was just one item at a time, I guess to simplify it
2: so you've exhibited a lot of patience in like the process like it was never like you said you were like going into it like you didn't know, so it was more like you had to have like a real certain amount of patience to be able to put them amount of time and the exactness you seem to have gotten out of it
3: oh for sure, and yeah. it's it's definitely been an evolution where over the years, maybe I started with x and I said, all right I'm just gonna Swap everything out and go to this. Mm-hmm. But then as I say, well, let me try to prove that this is good, which is why I end up getting off dairy because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, let me look at this dairy thing. Is it as good or is it bad? Mm-hmm. You know, let me just r- prove to myself that it's helpful. So then you just say, well, what does drinking dairy, a, a glass of milk, what does that do? Mm-hmm. Do I First of all, do I need it? Is it something that my body needs? Let me start there. What do I get from this that I can't get from anywhere else? Mm-hmm. If the answer is nothing, well you can get everything that you get there from something else. That's part one mm-hmm. part two is what how does my body respond? not how do I think about it? What does my body think about it? How does it respond what what processes are going on in my body when I drink milk? Mm-hmm. So then it just becomes I mean no different than you evaluate. I mean, you buy a new TV. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at reviews online. So before you buy a new TV, a new phone, a new anything in your life, you look at reviews and you're like, "Well, wait wait a minute before I spend my money on this." Yeah. Hold on. What is this good? What's the quality? What's the DPI? What's the resolution? Yeah. Um, is this going to be able to? Am I going to be playing my Xbox on this? All those kinds of you answer those questions about almost everything that you take in your life anyway, I just simply applied that to food and beverage. I mean, so it's really no different. Mm -hmm. You just take a critical look at everything that you take in. Mm -hmm. The only difference, of course, is, I mean, I can go buy a new TV, a new phone, you know, a pair of shoes, it not be what I wanted, and I can go get my money back,
1: Mm -hmm.
3: you know, but... Or maybe I don't, and I just say, you know, it was a piece of trash. I'm not buying that anymore. No harm, no foul. I'm gonna make some more money. But with health, with your body, you can't continue to take in things that are not good. Your body doesn't say, "Hey, I'm, let me give you a refund on this." What you just ate, or what you've been drinking, mm-hmm. or what you've been doing for the last three, four, five, ten. That's a really years.
2: good perspective. Yeah.
3: So, you you know, so that that really is the difference. Um, uh, but but it, it really is so simple, and that's kind of where I like to uh, live. My life is is in simplicity and you know, break it down to its easiest yeah. parts. As complicated as it may seem, yeah, it, it really can be pretty simple.
2: So, what does something like you know, just so maybe people listening, like you know, breaking from what you know what you understand about it, what does something like dairy do to the body?
3: Um, well, that's a good question, and let's take two two sides on it from a social you you ask anybody and milk is for calcium good for strong bones good mm-hmm. to help the body grow milk does a body good mm-hmm. you know that's that's what you ask most people about milk that's what they'll think because mm-hmm. that's what the dairy industry has told us so taking a step back milk is first of all intended for a baby cow to grow what 400 percent over the course of or, or more over the course of a year hmm so I'm a cow I've got a baby I produce cows milk since I'm a cow so that my baby can grow fast they don't take 15 16 17 18 years like humans do to become adults hmm that being said I was like okay well it has a few things intended for the cow to grow first it's got to be really high in you know things like growth hormones and all those kinds of things Mm. naturally you know I'm not talking about any injections or synthetic chemicals just naturally it's got to have a larger percentage of growth factor hormones and that's one of the things that it promotes in a human body is IGF-1 which is which is insulin-like growth factor one Mm. so that's what it's intended to do So in a human body, it does a few things. One, it creates higher levels of insulin like growth factor one,
2: Mm. which
3: is a factor of cancer. Mm. So you basically putting something in your body that's creating an environment of things growing at a rate faster than the human body really is intended or wants to grow. Mm. The second thing is, let's talk about calcium. Does it have calcium in it? Sure. Why does it have calcium in it? Calcium is a mineral. Calcium comes from the earth. Cows eat earth plant based foods. They pass that through because, A, their baby needs calcium. Mm. Just like humans, when we, um, you know, when women have babies and they begin to lactate, their body produces and gives off things that the mom takes in nutrients, minerals, things like that, Mm. and passes it through the breast milk for the purpose of the baby getting it. Which is why a lot of times prenatal vitamins, you know, moms, new moms, breastfeeding moms have to take extra care to make sure that they're eating enough, eating right, eating enough vitamins. Because whatever they take in, their body is already saying, I need to make sure your baby has this first. Mm. Kind of like, you know, on the airplanes, when they say, uh, in case of an emergency, put the mask on yourself first and then Mm -hmm. help the person with you where your body says, hey, you got a baby here, so I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of your baby first. Mm -hmm. So that often leaves the mom depleted of nutrients. So you've got to make sure that you take enough in. So that's the other thing. Calcium is simply a pass-through effect from a cow eating a plant, passing that through to the milk. Mm -hmm. So to say that we need to eat, drink milk to get calcium, and this is kind of a reference that I've used and I've stuck with, is like telling someone let me go out and eat ten oranges I'll pee in a cup so that you can get your vitamin C
1: mm, yeah
3: like why don't you just go eat the oranges yourself so yeah. milk for calcium is like why would you want a cow to eat calcium digest it and then pass it through just for you to drink it yeah so yes do you get calcium from milk sure should you let it go through that digestion process and pass through a cow as breast milk in order for you to get it your choice mm-hmm. but when it comes to me I was like well why don't I just go to the source mm-hmm. um, just like when we go out and buy furniture or whatever you know one of the biggest things is straight from the manufacturer or wholesale you know we don't want it to pass through all these hands because that's more money that you got to pay if I go right to the manufacturer that, that makes it I'm gonna save some money yeah that's better for my wallet if I go right to the source of where the nutrients and the vitamins and minerals are
0: yeah
3: well that saves my body yeah so um, that's the other thing but basically it comes to the body responds to cow's milk the way that a cow's body responds to cow's milk grow fast you know go from an infant To a grown adult cow in a year. Yeah. The only difference, of course, is we're not just giving milk to kids. We're giving it, you know, we drink it as adults. Yeah. As if we still got growing to do, as if we're still trying to become an adult animal. Yeah. So again, not from the ethical perspective. Yeah. But I just sat back and thought, like, well, wait a minute. First of all, I'm not trying to grow up and be an adult cow, I don't need to do it in a year. (laughs) and there's no vitamins, nutrients, and minerals that milk gives me that I can't get anywhere else. Yeah. You know, okay, is protein in there? Sure, that's where a lot of the protein powders you see. 99% of the protein powders you see out there are from whey protein, which is milk, or casein, which is milk.
1: Mm.
3: That's all just dairy protein. So that's another thing that we think we should be getting or hey, let's just go to the cow. Let's just separate the uh, uh, curd from the whey, mm-hmm. and we'll take that whey and we'll use that as a protein powder. And now we can just give our bodies what we need. Mm. And I'm thinking like, well, wait a minute. How do we survive for however many tens, thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, however long you think we've been here, before the new, you know, GNC figured out how to create a protein powder? You know, we've We've lasted this long without it, what do you mean we need to have protein from from dairy in order yeah. to survive? Yeah, that did not make any sense. So it, it does a lot of negative things to the body, it creates inflammation.
2: That's what I was going to say. I, what's the one thing I first, when I stopped drinking it, was that it creates naturally just for your body just to produce inflammation. It just produces it from drinking it. So that was like, oh, yeah. all right.
3: Yeah, it creates inflammation, it creates uric acid, so people who are suffering from things like gout and arthritis, typically their doctor tells them to come off of dairy products so that they can reduce, A, the inflammation, B, the uric acid that forms in between the joints, which is what creates gout. Mm. Um, Another thing that it does, we think milk is good for strong bones. Mm -hmm. So back to the whole, let me just prove that this is right. I looked at data, and this is public information. You mm-hmm. get this through CDC, Department of Health, all this kind of stuff. Let me look at the countries that consume the most milk, most dairy. Mm-hmm. United States, top of the list. Let me compare that to the instances of osteoporosis and the things that um, we ultimately measure as a strong bone. Test. Mm-hmm. We have the highest incident of, uh, incidence of osteoporosis as well as the highest consumption of dairy. And if you put those on a chart together, they both rise right alongside with each other. Mm. So one of the things that milk does, it creates an acidic environment. Mm. So our blood wants to stay at a certain pH. It creates an, uh, it creates an acidic environment in our body. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that our bodies do in order to buffer acid is to introduce a base or calcium. Now, there is calcium already in milk, as we've talked about, but one of the things that your body has to do is leach calcium out of your bones, just like Mm -hmm. if you've got heartburn or, or antacid or just calcium tablets. So in order to create... An equal pH in your blood you actually are robbing your bones you're weakening your bones by drinking milk because you're you're adding so much of an acidic environment and reaction you're actually hurting your bones by taking in milk because it has to
2: uh, drop on itself to try to buffer the you know to try to balance things
3: correct because mm. again a cow really a baby cow would be drinking this for about a year and then it's on the eating plant-based foods mm yeah so temporarily there are things that happen within a cow's body that allow it to it uses all that because it's in a growth phase and it'll use all that but in a an adult particularly human body that's not in the growth phase that's mm. way too much so that's why your body says well wait a minute this is way too acidic so i need to now pull something into the blood to help create that ph balance mm. it pulls calcium Calcium is primarily stored in the bones. So I'm going to weaken your bones by trying to counteract something that you've done under the belief that it's strengthening your bones.
2: So, like, what you've been able to break, because you break things down, and, like, uh, I've always liked when I met you how you break things down. uh, It's very informational. It's very matter-of-fact. It's a lot of wit in it. But it's just a basis of just being able to almost be, like, Scientific about it, but like socially in a sense, I would like right. you know across many platforms the way we deal was that intentional for you? Did you bump to that state of intellect? did you bump into that? was that kind of like and then it just started occurring to you, or were you like on the hunt to get that type of information this type- this type of information
3: um some will say it's because I'm a virgo and that's just, <laughs> okay, yeah that's just what the uh you know with my sign and, and my predisposition Of how my brain works, yeah, yeah. Um, is just to be let me make simple sense of something yeah Um, so there I I believe there's some truth to that Um, just simply because of of some of the things that I've heard I've done some you know you see horoscopes and I've gotten some readings and you see things I'm like man that's that's like me so I think part of it is just astrological and then all those other kinds of things Um, but one of the other things I'm in sales I'm in advertising And I've just found that what works for me is adapting professionally. I adapt that trait and pair it with a skill because I feel like the best way to convey an idea to someone who you're looking to sell something to Mm -hmm. is to simplify it. Mm. And I use this at at, at work all the time. I want to make it simple enough that you understand it and that you know you need to do it. Mm -hmm. but in the sense of sales I need to make it complicated enough that you know that you need to do business with me in order to get it done Mm -hmm. so if I come to you as a business and I say hey look man advertising is easy all you need to do is this Mm -hmm. if I make it too simple you're like oh well shit I can just do that myself myself. (laughs) so I need to make it simple enough that you're like oh I see exactly what I need to do but it's also something that I think you've convinced me that I need to do it but you've also convinced me that you've got the expertise for me to get it done. They
2: have to give you their rapport. Correct. So yeah.
3: uh, with health and all that, my goal is not to make it simple enough that you understand it, but then compli- complicated enough that you need to pay me to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm happy to give the information away free, which is what I do. Um, and, and, you know, writing a book and all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm open with the information. I want to make it simple enough that people feel like they can do it on their own. Because I want to push people away from paying thousands of dollars for a nutritionist every month, and that's not to get away or, or take away from nutritionists. Yeah, but yeah. I think some people need, yeah, they, yeah, you know, that accountability. So I'm talking about a certain percentage of the population. Eighty percent of the people, if you make it make sense to me, I can go do it myself. That's who yeah. I'm talking to. Um, you know, people that can just sift through the marketing messages sift through nutrition labels um, and just understand what it is that you can do for your body the only thing the only thing I believe we have almost complete control of what goes in is our body Mm -hmm. like I can walk down the street I can't control what I hear Mm -hmm. I can't control what I see I'm in this room right now there's beautiful artwork by the way I mean, I can't control what my eyes pick up, yeah, I can control what goes in my body, and that's the one thing that we just simply almost don't care about, yeah, we protect our minds oh i'm not I'm not talking to him, yeah, I don't read that newspaper, I'm not listening to that t v station, yeah, they're Republicans, they're Democrats, I mean, so we protect ourselves from all kinds of things that we believe that are not good from us, yeah. We tell our kids don't hang around with certain people. You know, we as adults try to stay away from toxic people or yeah. that one person at work that always got some BS. To s- I mean, so we always are in this protect ourselves from bad stuff mode. Yeah, with our minds, our ears, and our eyes, even with our our sense of touch. Yeah, I'm not touching that hot stove. Yeah, I'm not touching that. That looks weird. You know. Yeah. yeah. So we have those. We protect those sensations. But when it comes to our body, we're like, eh,
0: yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It tastes good to me. You know, we yeah. let
3: taste be the one, the the dictator of what we eat or take in or drink. Versus, once we swallow, once it goes beyond our taste buds, behind our tongue, we almost forget about all the other things that happen after that. Mm-hmm. So that really is ultimately my goal: is to just get people to think critically about that type of thing. And it's nothing that you need any special training to do. Um, I was telling someone that uh, you buy a car and, you know, we figure things out that we can do on our own to take care of a car. Mm -hmm. What gas, we can clean it ourselves, there's self-serve car washes, there's vacuums. A lot of people know how to change their own oil, change mm-hmm. a windshield wiper. I mean, there's a lot of things that we figure out on our own to take care of our own car. Mm-hmm. People get in and they're like, look, dude, you're not smoking in my car. Yeah. Um, or hey, you just gonna let those fries drop down in between my seat? You know? I mean? yeah. So we we're very conscious of how to take care of our stuff. Yeah. And if it breaks, okay, I'll take it to a dealer. But again, when it comes to our body, we're like, look, it's whatever you know and we and we rely 100% on doctors to tell yeah. us everything about our bodies you don't rely 100% on the dealer to tell tell you about your car yeah like i can bring it to you when i have an accident yeah if i crash it i'm going to take it to a professional i'm not fixing that by myself yeah just like if i break a bone i'm going to a doctor yeah if i have a major problem like my car won't start i'm calling a mechanic I'm yeah, not fixing that by myself. Yeah. If my body has some major breakdown, I'm going to the hospital. Yeah. But day to day, I know how to keep up with it. I know how to change the oil. I know how to do everything I need to do to make sure that I get two, three, four, five hundred thousand miles out of that joker.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, so we do we, we already have that in, inherent in ourselves. It's just a matter of applying it to all aspects of our life.
2: Like, we have the mechanism within ourselves to distinguish, you know, like, you know, what's bad or good for us. Yeah. We just need to be able to apply it to, like, a, our health, you yeah. know, in a way. So, this is one thing, I, as you were saying all this, I was thinking, because you're pretty intellectual about what goes on with the body, but you're also a person who's intellectual in how to do marketing, you know, how to understand the world of selling things. So where did that, that type of information converge for you with looking at how food is presented out in the world and marketed? Like, did that have a sense of, like, profound intake on what you thought about things?
3: For sure. Um, when I got really into marketing and sales, I certainly became more aware of the marketing messages that previously were subconsciously delivered. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. Look at the faces of the people that are eating that, that are drinking that. Look how pleasant they're making it. Mm-hmm. Look, look at how they're trying to present the value of this item and this food. So I was certainly able to key into a little bit more once I started selling advertising. I see now what advertisers do. Yeah, yeah. And I see the benefit of it. And, and honestly, I have no qualms with the food companies and all that kind of stuff. I yeah, mean, they're yeah. doing what they need to do to make money. Yeah. Go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, my only thing was, hmm, now that I see what they're doing, I just take it a step further and just put it through an additional filter of my own to say, hmm, okay, well, they tell me that, um, you know, drinking this is refreshing. What is refreshing? You know, what mm-hmm. does that mean? Um, what is refreshing to me? Do I have to drink it? Is there anything else that does the same thing? Yeah. Is there any negative effects to it? I mean, if if it's all good, then hey, I'm all about it. I'll, I'll go drink it. But if I can't find anything, any any reason why I have to do it, yeah, you know, basically getting the good with the bad, then I'll pass. So it, it, it definitely changed the way that I've looked at the world. But I think I've always had that little bit of critical thinking to say yeah. hey just because I see it doesn't mean that it's true not to be argumentative um, because again I grew up eating drinking and doing what everyone else did yeah. so I'm not I'm not a lifetime health person I don't come from a family that always you know hey now in this house mm-hmm. this is you know no sugar no that you know, I mean we ate I grew up eating what everybody else did. Yeah, yeah. And I missed it. the taste of a Chick Fil A sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say I miss it. I know I loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean? So there's things that I smell. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I know that's delicious. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm all for it in terms of uh, people doing what they want to do. I'm just more an advocate of doing what you want based on good information. Yeah. Um, and at that point, hey. Like, I don't have any beef. Yeah. In fact, I don't have any beef if you don't have good information. Yeah. Um, Like, I can sit across the table and watch someone eat whatever they want to eat, and I can eat whatever I want to eat, and we'll have a fantastic conversation and be good to go.
2: So, where does that come from? Like, because I see that I've been around you, and you have, like, because I think that's really cool how you have no conviction for other people with it, you know, you seem more so if you can give good information, you will but where does it work you know internally like more so in your mind state what keeps it to where you can because some vegans i've seen to where they're like get that get that steak out of my face you know or some people were like oh i'm a vegan but i can't eat in here because it's just too much for me so Mm. what keeps you grounded what keeps you like it was it something you know have you achieved like a feeling that's so good that you know it's not worth leaving is it just like you've come to a sense of alignment with yourself like what's the the strength, it seems, you draw from, like, in the sense of you have peace with it within yourself.
3: Uh, that's a great question. Um, and let me throw it out there. I was joking with someone yesterday. I've been kicked out of several uh, vegan Facebook groups <laughs> <laughs> um, simply because there is a, there's a section of every group of people that are just very obnoxious, political, mm-hmm. food, religion, it doesn't matter. And I don't want to use obnoxious in that type of way, like it's a me versus them. But they know what they know, and they want to make sure that you know it too. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing something that they wouldn't do, they want to make sure that you shouldn't be doing it. Mm. That group of people exists everywhere. Yeah. So food, vegans, meat eaters, no different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can be sitting across from someone who's a baconaholic, meataholic, it doesn't matter. I mean, maybe, they, and they're like, look, you need to get some more of this chicken on your plate. You know, so yeah. every group has it. Yeah. But there is a corner of the vegan population that primarily takes the ethical stance. Yeah. And to them, if you have a piece of meat, Cheese, whatever on your plate, you know that's cruelty. Mm-hmm. You know you have no heart. I can't believe it. There's an animal suffering because of what you did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean I, I can understand that. Um, I personally take the leadership approach of leading by example. Yeah. So, the good news about the human body as opposed to something else. So I'll give a little bit of an analogy here. I could have pulled up here to this house in a, you know, Mercedes Benz, three-piece yeah. suit. I can give you the appearance of whatever I want you to believe I am in terms of finance, lifestyle, the, yeah. uh, you know, popularity. I can go on social media and and I can stage myself however I want you to see me.
0: Yeah.
3: And when I go home, whether that's true or not, I'll know myself, but maybe no one else will. Yeah. I can come across as a, um, as faithful as I want, as womanizing as I want, however I want. I can pretend to do those things. Yeah. The thing about the human body is we don't control those set of laws. So remember when I was talking about Once it passes your tongue, you lose control. Yeah. So that's one of the systems of natural law that we can't control that outcome. And, you know, again, I'm, first of all, of the opinion, I really, I'm not going to say I don't care. That's a strong word. I want everyone to be themselves, love themselves, and do themselves. Yeah. Whatever makes them happy, I can be very friendly you know I I don't dislike anybody yeah but I'm focused on when it comes to this system of natural laws which is my body Mm -hmm. the only thing I can do is lead by example yeah so first of all whether anyone chose and I, I think this is probably the major reason why I really don't say much to any anyone else is because I'm really not doing my thing for anyone else yeah because you chew and swallow and it affects your body only. I chew and swallow and it affects my body only. It's not like I'm in here smoking a cigarette. I'm getting sick and I'm making everyone else sick in the room too. So I'm really doing it primarily for me. Yeah. So if everyone in the world told me tomorrow, forget your YouTube channel, forget your book, forget your advice, I really don't care you look like a fool, you sound like a fool, doesn't bother me at all. Nothing changes with my habits because I'm doing it for me. Yeah. So therefore, I can only just continue to do that, lead by example, let the results speak for themselves, not from a I'm walking around with my shirt off type of a thing. Yeah. Um, I'm 43, I feel good, think I look okay. Yeah. Um, So if someone says, hey man, Um, you look pretty good, look like you work out or man, you stay pretty healthy. How do you do that? Oh, I'd be happy to help. I'd be happy to share that with you. So it's not my goal to impose myself on anyone else. I can only be who I am and hopefully that's the type of person or I'm doing something that someone else looks at and says, man, first of all, you look, feel, you know, even in work, man, I love the way you said that or do that. Would you mind helping me? Sure. Yeah. I'm not going to come over to your desk and be like, uh, excuse me, sir, that's not the way that you type that email. Yeah. I can only be me. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's the type of me that someone else looks at and says, man, that, I'd love to learn how he does that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that point, hey, I'll answer any question. I have no judgment. I have no. And again, I don't want to use this word. This is the only thing I think of. I can think of. I don't care what you do with the information. I do care because I want everyone to look and feel their best. Yeah. Um but whether you use it or not doesn't affect me. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's probably why I don't have that need to push. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is What are you eating? What are you yeah. drinking? Yeah. Not around me. Yeah. You know, hey look, if you look and feel good, I'm not here for your You know, I'm not friends with your eating habits. Yeah, yeah. I'm not friends with your religion. I'm not friends with your political view. I'm friends with you. Yeah. So if we can be friends, great. Anything else that comes into that, we can discuss and, you know, take it from there. But particularly with food, that's the one thing where that really only affects me. It Mm. really only affects you. You can argue other things affect other people. My vote, versus your vote, if my guy gets in, that may negatively impact you because of policies that affect everybody. Yeah. So you can argue there's things that um, require or or are probably more, need to have more discussion um, in terms of a, hey, real quick, I need to talk to you about what you're doing because that's Mm. impacting me. Okay. Just like someone drives down the street fast, my kids are out playing, I can say something about your driving. Why? Because you're putting other people at risk. Yeah. But a person driving down the street at twenty-five miles an hour eating a Big Mac doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. You know, I'm not here to tell anyone what they're doing is not right. I can only do what I feel is right for me and be the type of person that people feel comfortable asking questions to. And most recently, being the type of person that freely offers information for people who may want to say, well, what can I do?
2: And that's what I wanted to tell, uh, like talk about as well, because you have a business and platforms in which you extend this information and stuff. So could you tell us a little bit about what you do as far? I know you have a YouTube channel and... Uh, other things you do, I know, and specifically your book, because I know it's something you've been working on for about over a year or so now. Mm-hmm. So, could you just explain to people about a few things and what you're trying to do is extending, you know, your knowledge through like business and platform?
3: For sure, uh, my concept and my my entire, I guess, philosophy, uh, I boiled down to um, the slogan "Meals, Movement, and Mindset." Yeah, uh, because you need all three um, to really be successful for long term health, long term wellness. Um, so I did start writing a book that you talked about. I got stuck. I'm not a good writer. Um, or I don't want to say that. It Writing doesn't come as easy yeah. to me to just sit and type. And, you know, I mean, I admire true writers. yeah. So I got stuck. Pandemic happened. That didn't help. Because now I'm not out having conversations with other people that stimulate thoughts. I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, you know what? it would be good for the book to talk about that. So then I started the YouTube channel, uh, Marcus Bailey Health, to just do small snippets of essentially things I'm thinking in my mind. I mean, really similar to um, you know your podcast and s- some of the great photography that you take is just Thanks. small expressions of yourself yeah. at that moment. And people can look at a portfolio of what you've done and see, well, man, now I can pick and choose which ones I like, which yeah. ones I don't. And I can see the whole picture here now, and I can digest it at my own pace. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where the YouTube channel kicked in, is I can talk about one thing, I can talk about that, and then vitamin D, and then I'm gonna talk about magnesium today, and I'm gonna talk about things that people are gonna say negative to you, I'm gonna talk about best ways to work out. So I can do it in small pieces, and that's helped me verbalize, which is a stronger skill than writing, Yeah. Verbalizing it in small 10-minute chunks yeah. has helped kickstart now how that translate into a book. I'm getting some feedback again. People are commenting, yeah. um, hey, man, I saw your video. I liked it. I, I didn't really get this part, but the rest made sense. So now that I'm getting back into that feedback loop, yeah, that now kicks the book off, which, again, the book is going to be on that exact same premise of I'm not telling you anything that I've invented, I'm just trying to take what's already out there and put it in a way that I feel the average person needs to hear it in, that no one else is really speaking in that language. Because most of the people that I see that get into the health, nutrition, wellness, fitness space do it from a perspective of look at me and what I've been able to do. Yeah. Let me show you a picture with my shirt off. Yeah. Let me take pictures of me being fit, being healthy. And if you'd like to look like me, then you know I'm accepting clients yeah which is okay my approach is look at me and not what I've been able to do but from the perspective of look at me and if I can do it I'd love to show you if you're interested some things that you can do yourself
2: so it comes from like a Cause it seems very authentic Where it comes from with you It's no It's just the authenticity of self So you're just You know You're not selling Your authenticity You're just trying to sell Authenticity in general Like you know Have an authentic mix With with your relationship With your body And your food And you know The three M's You know Correct And so yeah That's pretty uh, I mean it's not even Like I say noble It's just It's good that You know What you have in like the amount of information and approach you have the personality you can sell it and not even just for like money but you can make it easy for people to receive and mm-hmm. it's like you know you really I, you know the platform you have is just like uh, you know i like i was telling you, i think the other day we're like, oh, it's going to go very far because you know not a lot of people aren't giving it that authenticity you know so that's yeah. really good so do you think you know because especially as far as being a person that under just understands the business of being able to sell things, mm-hmm. do you ever find, like, is it, like, work you have to put in it to make that authenticity work? Do you have to really, does it come naturally? Is it working on it? Is it reading? Is it, like, what effort do you put in to maintain that authenticity?
3: For sure. There's a lot that goes behind, and, and I'm very fortunate to have that side of it, the marketing side, the business side. And and just leveraging you know partners like yourself and other people who have business, and are doing business and learning from what everyone else is doing. Um, there's a fine line when it comes to it because if I put it out too authentic and organically, people won't click, won't buy, won't read. Yeah, I mean that's just is what it is. Yeah, you know you look at packaging on anything, anything that you look at that that's, I mean. Fantastic for you. Mm -hmm. It still has to have a pretty bow wrapped around it to look appealing. So there's a very fine line between making it authentic. And when I write, you know, maybe a script for a video, I'll look at it multiple times. Yeah. And I'll say, well, I need to have enough science in there that people don't think I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But this also isn't a science. Lesson. I need to have enough analogies in there that people can say, oh, okay. I get that. That makes sense. Um, So it really is what I consider to be a balancing act. And hopefully it comes across as, wow, this guy really, A, knows what he's talking about. So I can trust what he's telling me. He's also telling me in a way that I understand it and can apply it. Yeah. But he's also telling me in a way that if I don't, it's okay. Yeah. You know, and and I'm not a bad person by hearing that milk isn't good and then tomorrow I go drink a glass. Yeah. No. You can do and should do whatever you want. I think everyone just deserves the right to do something, particularly what affects their body, their health, their longevity, their life, their ability to be here, be present for their kids, for their family. Yeah pursue their dreams, just do it with good information. That's, yeah, that really yeah. is what I want people to be able to do. So, yeah, when you talk about, and we were talking the other day about, you know, then a book, uh, you know, then comes out and being able to do speeches and forums and um, continue the platform to where yeah. it turns into more books and, and series and, and downloads. And it just becomes a full-time thing where it becomes really a movement of, hey, you know what? It's not a rage against the machine. It's not tear the system down, shut down all the major food companies. We're not boycotting anything. We're not doing any of that. Yeah. It's, hey, this is my body, my health, my wellness, and I won't continue to think that it's not up to me what happens to it. Yeah. Genetics, my family history doesn't impact the environment that I put myself in. I control whether I get type two diabetes. I can control my risk for heart disease. I can control my risk for certain types of cancers. I can make sure my immune system is able to fight. I can, so that is really just putting power into people um, because we're just a victim of, or we've been made to feel that we're just victims Mm -hmm. of, hey, Sorry about your luck, bro. Yeah. You know, what what you got, type 2 diabetes, it runs in my family. Does it? Or do the habits run in your family?
2: Yeah, that's what always threw me off when people would say that. Well, like, maybe you're not prone to diabetes. Maybe just your habits make you prone to diabetes. I never understood how people just accepted it like that. Yeah. No, you know, I I think it. So what you're saying is that you want to make people more in control of their destiny as far as their health instead of it being like a luck of the draw.
3: For sure. Uh, For sure. You, and and again, it's if someone says, "Hey, I know I'm eating, drinking, doing these things and I know it's not good." I mean, and let's let's step out of health. Let's go into religion. Someone says, "I am doing these actions and I don't care what the everlasting results or consequences are." Mhm. Okay. I mean, if I'm a pastor, I've done my job. Yeah. I've ministered to you. I've told you what you should and shouldn't be doing according to what I believe. I'd love for you to receive because I'm here to pass on good news about what I think your soul wants and what, you know, God wants for you. Yeah. But if you don't do it, okay. Yeah. You've heard me, you've understood it, and you said, man, that's great, uh, Rev. Uh, know this, know that. Yeah. Stop doing that. I'll pass. I think I'll take option B. Yeah. I'm good with it. Okay. And yeah. as long as you're not doing anything, you know, I can be a great person to other people and just do something that may be, quote, unquote, detrimental to my spiritual health. Yeah. And as a pastor, I would say, I would just have to accept that. You're not killing anybody. You're not hurting anybody. You're a respectful citizen as far as the law goes and just walking around and interacting with people. You just happen to do some things in your side time that I think maybe God doesn't like and he's going to punish you for. Mm-hmm. But I've done my job. I can move on. Yeah. So it applies in all aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, of life, business, kids, I mean, we try to raise them as best we can, yeah, um, but ultimately, we know at some point, can we prevent them from doing something stupid, no, if they just make a conscious choice, you know what I'm just gonna spend my money on this, I don't care, yeah, all right, you know I've told I've given you my best advice, yeah. You're not harming anybody by wasting your or spending your money on this game that I think is trash. Yeah, you spend your money, you get it. You decide it's trash. Well, lesson learned. I've done my job.
2: So, do you think um, with people like offering that because that um, it's pretty? Like I say, it's pretty. Also, seems genuine how you do it. So do you ever think that you'll miss people without having like that hook and hook and reel them in you just kind of lay the information out there do you think that will um prevent too much of because some people especially with food and weight loss you kind of have to Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you have, like, I do anything about it, but it seems like people have to kind of put, like, a sense of guilt or a sense of, like, if you don't do this, you're going to get 100 pounds heavier by then. People have to go, I don't want to be 100 pounds heavier, so I probably should listen to you. You know, you have a more just, like, hey, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Do you, um well, I don't know, because I think when I'm asking that question, I think, like, the authenticity kind of sells over that. But do you ever see anything coming up with, like... Man, it, it'll be hard to keep people to come in. Just letting it be on such a subject of like weight loss and food to keep people like you know, I guess you can say um, committed.
3: Um, the short answer for that is no, because going back to the system of natural laws, I can tell someone, I can sit and have a conversation tomorrow at the gym and say hey I see your vegan shirt um, tell me about and we can have a conversation yeah. they can tell me their ups and downs I can tell them my ups and downs and I can give them advice and they can mm-hmm. take it or not um, or people can click around online and take the bait take the hook listen or not all good ultimately knowing that we're dealing with a system of natural laws there's no tricking your body yeah so, hey, if you don't listen now, or if you don't think I know what I'm talking about, or if you choose not to adhere to these things now, yeah, that's okay. Not okay from the perspective of I hope something bad happens. Yeah, I wish the best for everyone, but there's really not much I can do about it. And I don't want to force you to do what I tell you to do, because if I have to... If I have to pull hard on you to get started, I'm going to have to keep pulling hard on you to keep you oh, going. Oh, yeah, that's good. And I don't want to be the reason anyone does anything for their health and their wellness. Yeah. I want people to do it for themselves because, yeah. you know, things could happen tomorrow. You, me, you and I may lose contact tomorrow. Yeah. I don't want my actions, my life, to dictate whether you keep going. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I don't really pull too hard on people because... I want them to be motivated to do it themselves because when I'm at home and they're at home, I'm not there slapping a Twinkie out of there. You know what I'm saying? They have to want to do it for themselves, so that's why I don't really pull too hard. The other part is, hey, eventually, if I've got a theory of what's good and what's bad, and you've got a theory of what's good and what's bad, okay, well, in a year, we will see whose theory works. Yeah, Someone can tell me, man, You're full of it. I can eat as much sugar as I want. I can eat as much of this as I want. Nothing bad will happen. This month, this year, 10 years from now, natural laws will kick in. You'll either listen to me now, you'll listen to your doctor later, you'll listen to your body at some point.
0: Yeah.
3: And it's not a, hey, I told you so, gotcha. Sorry about that. I'm not sorry. It's not a gotcha type thing, but that's the comfort that I have with health and nutrition is I mean, hey, go do what you want to do. You'll get you'll get your answer. Yeah. At some point. With or without me, you'll get your answer.
2: Yeah. That's pretty good. So when we get into the point of wrapping it up, I also wanted you to put out like what is your YouTube channel's name so people can know that.
3: Oh yeah, appreciate it. Um so the YouTube channel name is Marcus Bailey Health. So YouTube.com, Marcus Bailey Health, forward slash Marcus Bailey Health, or if you just search Marcus Bailey Health, um, also on Facebook and and, uh, Instagram. Um, But the content is free. I I welcome any. It's newer, so, you know, I'm not really out there for the uh, popularity part of it. Um, You're not going to see a lot of thumbnails that say five tips to drop 100 pounds this week and five things to get shredded that's not my goal my yeah that's not my segment of the market yeah um so I'll welcome any feedback any comments uh that you may have it, it really is just for what i might be thinking at that time that day yeah. that week here's what i think i'd love to share with people
2: is there anything else you want to put out there before we wrap everything up
3: uh no i mean at this point i mean just engaging with the content is probably most important um and then once you Connect there and subscribe. Uh, MealsMovementMindset.com is going to be coming. Um, so, right now, that's coming soon, but that's the website that will, you know, have blogs and, and all kind of different things and mailing lists and yeah. ultimately promote the book. So, that's coming. MealsMovementMindset.com. Uh, so, working on that now. Uh, but really, I mean, the last thing and the only thing that I would share with anyone is. Um, you do have control of your health and wellness. And yeah. That's my goal is to help people take control of their health and wellness, but make it easier um, and more enjoyable. Make it easier to stick to long-term. Make it enjoyable. Yeah. It shouldn't be a pain. It yeah. shouldn't be a, a long, laborious thing. It shouldn't be willpower for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's a few habits that you change a little bit over time. Mm-hmm that you start reaping the benefits a little bit over time, the better you feel, the more habits you want to pick up. Then you start feeling even better. Then you're like, man, what else can I do? So I really just encourage and want as many people to get what they want out of their body, out of their health, out of their wellness. Um, If you're comfortable and you like where you're at, God bless you. I'm good with you. you But um, anyone who feels that they have no control, they have no power, um, I'd like to help them see you know the the opportunities they have to to take control
2: now I have a question before we go now what is the biggest difference because I know like you said you were you know you didn't live like this and this type of lifestyle at one point going from then to what you're doing been doing for the last 15 years or so what is the biggest thing you you know working out building yourself up and eating really clean for a certain you know amount of time what is the biggest thing you notice is it in your mind state your body is it in, like, how my esteem has went through the roof? What's the biggest thing that you've noticed with choosing the lifestyle that you have, especially, like, in long term, have done, done it, been st- stuck with it almost 20 years?
3: Um, this is where, and, and I'll, I'll be transparent here, this is more of an internal mm-hmm. thing. Um, I don't compare myself to other people. I don't go around saying, look at me and look at you. But I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that that's not the thing that I've noticed Yeah. most, is I can look at someone who I graduated from high school with. I can look at someone who's my age, younger, older, doesn't really matter. I can look and see how they feel.
1: Mm-hmm. I can
3: look and see how their skin looks. I can look and see what their strength is like. Mm-hmm. I can look and see how many sick days they've taken. The only thing that I've been sick with in eight, nine years is strep throat twice that I caught from the kids bringing home. Oh, okay, yeah. So. I don't get flus, I don't get flu shots, I don't get colds, I don't get, you know, good or bad, I've taken five sick days this year, and none of them because have been because I'm sick. Mm. So I don't have to stop and do anything, or stop my life, or pull back from anything because I'm feeling bad, because I'm sore, because I'm ill, that's the biggest thing that I've noticed. Now, I'm not Iron Man, I'm not uh, invincible. Well. But I know for sure that I've created an environment within my body where my strength, you know, I can compa- I can look at someone who's 100 pounds more than me lifting the same that I'm lifting. Yeah. So that I know my muscles and my strength are there and there's a lot of benefits for having muscle in terms of fighting illness. You've never heard of muscle cancer because uh, muscles just metabolize things so fast. They've got so many stem cells in them. So my body is physically, you know, strong according to my frame. Yeah. My immune system has what it needs to stave off the germs and things like that. Um, you know, the nutrition that I'm taking in is giving me what I need. One of the biggest compliments I get is you don't look vegan. Mm. Um, you know, I, there's no way that you're vegan. That's not what vegans look like. Yeah. So that's a big compliment, not from a egotistical perspective, but yeah. that means I'm able to get give my body what it needs to continue to get strong and yeah. and, and look good and, and I feel good. So that's the biggest thing that I've noticed at 250, 260 pounds 15 years ago, being tired, you know, and I look at the pictures and I just looked exhausted. Yeah. I just don't deal with what I don't deal with the same things that other people deal with. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing that I've noticed Again, not that I'm in the comparing game, yeah. but it's just hard not to notice. Like, well, I thought after 40, you're supposed to... Yeah, yeah. I thought at some point you're supposed to do... I thought everyone felt this way at this age, but... So I think that's the biggest thing that I've noticed is all the things that were supposed to happen don't happen to everybody. It's based off of, hey, yeah, when you hit 40, these things start to happen if you do that everything that people do between the ages of 20 and 40 at 40 years old you will get the same result yeah not because it's the age of 40 because of 20 years of doing the same not, yeah yeah yeah
2: So you say there's a sense of like not like you say you're not superhuman, but there's a certain sense of super about yourself. Like you've superseded yourself. Your health constantly is it building you up. Yeah. So yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, I'll say it because there's some mindset to it that I believe is is very powerful. Um, I mean, I tell people I don't get sick. Yeah. Now I take precautions. I'm not out, you know, licking shopping carts trying to prove to anybody (laughs) that I'm invincible. You know, it's nothing like that. I take whatever precautions I need, particularly in the pandemic. I'm not up in anybody's face which I never was. Yeah. I wear my mask, I'm good with that. Um I don't go into crowded spaces. So I'm doing what I need to do because I'm concerned for other people as much as myself. Yeah. So it's just out of respect for other people, but at the same time in my mind I'll, I'll I'll say this here and I don't want it to be any advice that I'm giving from me or from you, but yeah. in my mind I'm like I'm good. I won't yeah, get no, sick. Yeah. You know, um I'm okay. I'm not going to get hurt. I can lift. I'm not going to, I don't have to worry about these diseases. That's not something that I'm going to, I I joke, but I'm serious that, you know, I tell people at 110 years old, the way that I want to die is at 110, 115 in the gym, trying to lift something and go for a personal record. And it just, I just <laughs> crushed and turn into dust. Like, <laughs> Like, well, yeah. he finally met his match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's how I want to go. Yeah, You know, it won't be to type 2 diabetes. It won't be to a heart attack. It won't be to a preventable form of cancer. It won't be to any preventable or reversible disease. It's going to be from, wow, did you see what happened? Yeah. Like, a meteor struck and it hit him right on his head and he, he's he gone. Yeah. You know, that's how I'm going to go. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I think that's where the mindset piece comes into it is – um you know you eat the right things you do the right things with your body and you feel like man I'm doing the right things therefore I should be okay and then when you get evidence of the fact that I am okay yeah then you go back to the beginning and say well let me keep eating more of the right things and let me make sure that I am eating right things let me keep testing and I'm always even still today like is that good yeah let me see I haven't researched that before let me really check and see yeah so that's the cycle of, and again just like everything else you get that feedback loop of man the better i do here the stronger i feel i want to go work out now that i've worked out i feel great now i've got the taste to go home and eat some broccoli like yeah then tomorrow i'm gonna crush it again yeah you know i mean so you just start craving those things that you feel are are just making you feel good and ultimately it's not for me it's because or it is but I'm trying to be here for, you know, my kids, my grandkids, my yeah. great grandkids, and you know, if I can help ten other people, a thousand, ten thousand other people, add ten years to their life.
2: Yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, yes,
3: yeah, ten thousand, twenty thousand, million years of life that I've been yeah. able to give just by sharing something with people that they didn't know before. So yeah, I, I do feel different, which is good, uh, because I think we could all agree that normal. Just doesn't work. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't want to die the way people normally die. Yeah, I don't no, I have normal income. I don't want to have the normal lifestyle. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I want to be, you know, abnormal. I understand. So, uh, yeah, I do look and around, and I listen, and I'll compare, and I'll, you know, just kind of observe. Like, okay, I must be doing something right because if I'm one out of ten, if I'm the oddball in the room, I must be doing something right. Yeah. If everyone in here is complaining about sore bones, sore joints, if everybody at my job is taking sick days and I'm good, if you know, everyone around me is having these issues and going to the doctor and I'm not, all right, it must yeah. be working. Yeah. So, and then that just feeds into my internal I I hesitate to verbalize it because then it makes it sound like I'm, you know, some egotistical, you know, can't hurt me type of a thing. No, yeah, yeah, but in my mind, I believe I'm not getting sick. No. I'm good. Not because I'm special, but because I just believe and trust that I've given my body what yeah. it needs. And if you're spiritual and if you're not, whatever, Um, but definitely if you're spiritual and I talk about this at churches, if you believe God made you in His image and that you're wonderfully and fearfully made, why wouldn't you believe that your body is capable of repairing itself, rejuvenating itself?
2: I was just talking to my assistant about this yesterday. She has a foot injury, mm. and she was wrapping it up, and I was uh, asking her, like, do you think, like, you know, because I believe that the body can do anything, and mm-hmm. like, especially going and being interested in medicine from the time I was a kid through college. I genuinely believe when you look at like cellular intellectually, because cells are intellectual. Mm -hmm. I believe that cells have the ability to adapt and do anything for your body. It's giving your body the facilities to do like anything. Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see you. I, uh, I feel you on that. Yeah. So you know, if there are, do you have anything else you want to put in? I really have enjoyed the conversation with you and everything.
3: No, I, I appreciate, it, man. I ho- hopefully haven't. Uh, I know the title is "Rambouillet," so I have, hopefully I haven't rambled too much.
2: No, I enjoyed it, man. No, it was really good.
3: Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate the platform. I appreciate what you're doing, and I certainly uh, hope that anyone who hears, you know, finds some value and does something for themselves yeah. to help themselves. And I mean that—that that would be the ultimate reward. It's just that someone hears it. And something shifts, and the next day, if it's just one person, and they decide I'm getting up and I'm going to walk around the day, I'm going to my 10,000 steps, it was completely worth it. So I, I appreciate it.
2: I appreciate you, man. And so, like I always say, man, we're going to get at you guys later.
1: Vegan police! Speaking police! Todd Ingram, you're under arrest for veganity violation. Code number
0: 827. and Five and a half and a half. It's bull roar! No vegan diet, no vegan powers! But, but, uh, it's only my first offense, so don't I get three strikes? In it?
3: Take it. At 12 27 a.m. on February 1st, you knowingly ingested gelato. Gelato isn't it's vegan? It's milk and eggs, bitch. On April 4th, 7.30 p.m., you partook a plate of chicken parmesan. <gasps> and... Chicken
0: isn't vegan? The D vegan eggs, Ray. Hit him! <laughs> <laughs>